The short game is listener-supported on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and join us on our Discord, head to theshortgame.net or patreon.com slash theshortgame. Welcome back to The Short Game. This is a show about short video games, games that respect your time. I'm Reagan Kelly, and I am joined this week by two very cool co-hosts. Nate Heininger. And Lauren Ash. And this week, we are talking about Dodgeball Academia, a sports RPG from uh, developer Pocket Trap and published by Humble Games and uh, uh, available on consoles and PC and it's in Game Pass and all the places. Yeah, you know, Reagan, we, uh, we, we, we took some of our resources and we bought uh, ourselves some Xboxes so we could expand the types of games we play. We've got, we, you know, got Melora and myself into Game Pass. First game you have us do is that, you know, Weeb uh, Wonder Labyrinth, <laughs> which had some mixed reviews. And uh, it was good. Okay. And then our next, our next game, we're doing a Sunday morning anime cartoon uh, dodgeball <laughs> game. Um, I'm so glad that I got the next gen console. Uh, that said, uh, this game's great. I'm, I'm very glad. Next, we're playing Scarlet. <laughs> yeah, Nexus. Yeah. We're going to play Dragon Ball Z Fighters, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to play... What are all the other anime games I can squeeze yeah, in game just, it's like I'm sure they can find, we'd find some At least more. I wasn't on the last episode, so this is like back to back these are the two the, the two <laughs> games i've played in the uh, you know in the last couple of weeks is that and then this now again this game is great i'm glad that we played it it's just it's like reagan would you get me into again this time <laughs> no hey, this one you I blame me i think it was yeah so <laughs> this one you can blame me for and or thank me rather yeah. uh I was paying attention at the end of the year when uh, individual designers I like were tweeting out their games of the year, and almost all of them were atrociously long, and I'm never going to play them. Yeah. This is, yeah. Uh, but Greg Lobanoff, uh, who created Chicory and Wondersong, tweeted out this as one of the many games they said were um, underappreciated in games of the year. Yeah. Like, not surprised. Not surprised I've that seen the- a few other uh, lists as well. And, and some podcasts included on their game of the year list. It was one of those games that I think was uh, like a slow burn. I don't mm-hmm. remember when it launched. And I think that was because it didn't, you know, garner a lot of notice at launch, but being on game pass, I think helped it to build a little bit of slow buzz over time. And, I think a lot of people did end up finding this game and enjoying it quite a bit. And I'm, I'm really glad we finally got around to it because it's, I, I, I was immediately drawn to this, not because of its manga ness, but more because I was hoping for something a little bit in the vein of Pyre, which it, actually delivers a little bit of sort of kind of it's oh i was going for golf story personally golf story is probably better but i i i guess i'm always looking for something to even like give me a fraction of what pyre gave me because uh you know i think you and i at least have been pretty super giant yeah yeah i mean i i I, I, this is this is not we are we have not come to argue about super giant games here talk about do not but we are now so um i would i would (laughs) maybe say hades is better still but i love pyre pyre is one of my favorite games so it's like one a and one b but anyway i will say also pyre has basically ruined sports narrative games for me too because uh this is a game where if you lose the sporting event you just have to like redo it until you win 
And mm-hmm. Pyre is like, oh, you lost? Well, there's a narrative element to you having lost that battle. So I kept thinking like, oh, when I lose a dodgeball match, like what are the implications of the tournament going to be when I lose in round one? And it's like, no, it's just you have to try it again. I mean, yeah. if you think yeah. about it as a episode of a cartoon like cool you have you have the cartoon can't end halfway through yeah you're not banishing uh poor balloony to hell or or whatever uh or or actually releasing him from hell i need i need to talk to you guys about balloony i really don't understand what's going on with that dude i really why is he in dodgeball school (laughs) yes let's talk about the game let's talk about (laughs) what the game is why don't you introduce it since it was your pick yes and then we'll get into the existential crisis that is a balloon in a dodgeball. Why was he um, there? Damn. He should so, not be there. <laughs> so here's the plot as it is. It's a sports anime. So like plot put in a giant quotation. Uh, first day you do school, you're late because you're a protagonist and you got late syndrome. So you literally roll in if you're me because I used the roll. That's basically your fast travel. I want to talk about while. the rolling, but let's keep. I won't derail like, too much. You yeah. just you just roll in, um, and you are in time for orientation, which is when everybody touches the magic spinning dodgeball that is embedded in a rock and powers the school yep. and ended a war. Well, it's a perpetual motion device. Yeah, it's a perpetual motion device. So they use of it course. to power the entire school. Why wouldn't you? And and when you touch it, you get magical dodgeball powers. Except most of you do. Gas. <gasps> You're the protagonist, and nothing happens. Ugh. But no time to worry about that. You got to get in the dodgeball tournament and find a crew and be in a sports anime. Yeah, that's, that's the plot. Gather together a team of of uh, misfits and weirdos to to win the day in the sports tournament against all odds. In an entire universe that revolves around dodgeball, every problem is solved by dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Most problems are created because of dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. Everything is dodgeball. I want to live in this world. So- so as far as the world is concerned, like I don't. yes, it's it's easy to like look at this and say yeah, it's it's going for a sports anime or sports manga thing. But I think that's actually only one of its uh, many influences. Mm-hmm. It has it has a sort of a self awareness to it, a kind of a jokiness that isn't what you normally see in things like sports anime or sports manga. Um, instead, it's got I think uh, the clearest comparison for me would be things like uh, like more Western style cartoons like OKKO. OK or maybe a little bit of Steven Universe. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen OKKO, OK it's really charming. It's about a a world where everybody is superheroes, but it's about a kid who works in a and like a superheroic um like corner store, like a uh and you know weird wild stuff happens all the time. It's very self-aware and funny. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it has a lot of that vibe. It also has an art style that really reminds me of like you know, Cartoon Network of the last yeah. decade. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It- yeah. It, it, I, it's funny you say um, like Steven Universe, and I, I guess I didn't really get that as much. What I, I, I have a very limited uh, vocabulary and sort of experience I, with this I, I world. I compare a lot of things to Steven yeah. Universe. It was one of those things that got deep into my that brain. Same. I think OKKO is the better comparison because it's got that more like wacky and like over the top action kind of vibe. Yeah. Uh, but instead of superheroes, it's dodgeballs, I guess. See, I thought of if it you're more having of trouble- a. Uh, I thought of it more of a – to me, it felt like a Pokemon game. <laughs> yeah. and, but if we're talking art style, I'll say that yeah. it's – if you're having trouble picturing this, we're talking like hand-drawn 2D on top of a 3D world. So if mm-hmm. like, you've 
played Paper Mario. Mm. That's kind of the effect that's, here. That's a, that's good, a good one. Except it's yeah. a very much a Cartoon Network style, yeah. so it doesn't have any of that Nintendo DNA. But like that, that's it does not play at all like Paper Mario. So Nate's gameplay comparison to Pokemon is much more accurate. Or like a, like a Dexter's Laboratory sort of thing. The Oh, oh yeah, sure. that's you know. a good yeah. one. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the sort of exaggerated character designs, yeah. the very like cartoony. Yeah, I Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff yeah. Girls, This yeah. feels like, in a way, it feels like a really good licensed game based on the I thought it was. I honestly, I, yeah. I was pretty surprised because I, I did look that up. I was, I was expecting this to be... Uh, a an, an existing IP because the character designs are so um, over the top and specific. And like, there's a lot of unique characters that seem like I, it just felt like there was stuff that I would have been like, if I was a fan of the show, be like, Oh, Cubo's there. You know, there was a lot of these things <laughs> that made me think it was an existing IP. And I actually think that's a credit to the, the world building of the game is that it felt pretty like it, you know, <laughs> it feels like a characters in world that could support a you know, yeah. Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, there, there's a lot of characters and a lot of like um, interesting characters and interesting design characters. Uh, they all have great little idle animations. Uh, you know, th- this game is it's a lot of dialogue and it's a lot of reading, even if what even if none of it actually really matters or is really going anywhere because it's all just serving to get you to the next uh, you know, dodgeball match, you are watching a lot of a cartoon over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's, let's get down to breast tacks. Uh, let's uh, talk about Balloonie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do feel we ought to, we ought to set up a little bit about the, uh, the, uh, the main character Otto first. Sure, we get Let's, to everybody's we gotta favorite talk about Balloonie. the protagonist. Well, I, it is there's the not, not that much to say, but he is this sort of like, um, you know, he's this like little short. Uh, he's he's got a he's got a real like shonen anime like protagonist vibe, that but also hair. yeah, but also like through a through a lens of almost like parody. So he's like he's got this an, idle animation that has him like like str- like putting his hand up to his nose in a weird way that looks like he's kind of like like thumbing his nose at the camera or something. He's got this like very like snarky or sly kind of look to him. Um, He's very enthusiastic about dodgeball, but his dad doesn't want him to be at the dodgeball school. He's from a long line of referees. He's supposed to be going to referee school, but he wants to rebel and go to dodgeball academia where they're like, where are you from? And he's like, uh, and he makes up a school and they're like, Okay, <laughs> welcome to school. Welcome to dodgeball school. Here's your dorm room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and your and your flame powers. Here you go, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Why um, not? And also, this is the type of game where the the person who runs the shop literally is like, "Oh my god, I love a protagonist. Come shop in my store." Well, that's the there's a uh, we kind of touched on it already, but like the writing. This game oh, is yeah. jokey as hell. It is constantly mm. and it's very like irreverent modern humor, you know? And and mm. so um, it's very self-aware. It's it's doing a lot of like commenting on its own inspiration. So any Scott Pilgrim vibes. Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good comparison too, because any chance it has to like uh do a joke that it thinks you the 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 player who is probably also really into sports anime or really into you know whatever like it, it it's very self-referential and and like will never uh let a 
opportunity for a joke go by, which isn't they don't always land, but it was mostly pretty funny. It, yeah, it's fine. It, it's it's uh, you know the shotgun effect. It 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 goes for jokes all the time, and some of them are good, some of them are not. But if they're not, it doesn't matter. You're going to skip right past it anyway. Um, but they are at least in a consistent tone, and it is pretty frequent. Um, I mean, you know, we already said that. Like the, to give you an example, like the character, one of the early characters literally says wow you have protagonist vibes and like Mm -hmm. the letter the words protagonist vibes are like um sort of like wavy in the text bubble if that makes sense they're going up and down and they do that a lot to add like i guess emphasis to things um and they they talk about his protagonist vibes pretty regularly so Mm -hmm. it's stuff like that that is uh i i think it's kind of funny I don't know if it was even super necessary, but, uh, you know, I love a good joke, so why not? It's a silly game. Yeah, it's stuff like that that made it feel even more like it was a licensed IP. Yes. Making fun of itself. Yes. I do love that it's not. I feel like, especially when you get to the secondary characters yeah. who um, are incredibly well-drawn and do not have any sort of arc whatsoever. No. <laughs> like, that pairing is is um so cartoon where like yeah. you can describe them in a sentence. Do they need any kind of emotional anything? No, they're just your crew. Yeah. That's a, they're joke machines. Well, it's perfect. And they're like, for what it is, they are like, this is like, a, this is an alien world. <laughs> you know, there's like, there's like Cubo has a cube head. There's like a little vampire girl. There's like a giant purple Frankenstein guy. There's a, the principal is like 20 feet tall. You know, it seems like, uh, the gorilla teacher. Yeah. There's, um, the lunch lady is, you know, massive. It's such a strange universe. Uh, again, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, we keep saying it, but this really, I think it's an accomplishment that it felt like a TV show much or TV show so much. Uh, and I, I, I bet if this show, if this game had been like, you know, a, a top seller, like we would get a TV show from this game. It'd be a pretty easy transition. Okay. So I'm starting a Kickstarter. I'm starting a Kickstarter for the balloony. (laughs) Balloony. So the, I mean, in case it's not clear, like there's the character designs are so varied that like, there's definitely characters who are like clearly not human and look weird in various different ways. Some people have, you know, cube shaped heads or have, uh, you know, or are look like there's some sort of an animal or that sort of thing. Um, Balloony is introduced during the initial like opening ceremony and he's named Balloony. And so that's weird in and of itself, but his head is a big round balloon. Uh, and, uh, initially in the plot, he can't play dodgeball because he's worried that it will pop his head. Then why Real, are you at balloon school, Balloony or, or right, dodgeball, dodgeball school? school? And, and like really some, if you think too hard about it, you're going to delve into body horror. Really? Oh, and the game, in your dorm, there are spare tanks everywhere. And then he's yeah. like, oh, that's dark. And then just walks away. It's <laughs> so strange. It's so good. And, and um, Balloonie, you know, eventually does join your team and does learn to play dodgeball. And he is a little more fragile than some of the other characters, but not 
to the degree I was expecting. Yeah. Like I was when I when they first introduced Balloony and his whole deal is that like if he gets hit with a dodgeball in the head, he might die because his head is a is a balloon. <laughs> um I was like, okay, so he's he's gonna be on my side as like a side character, but he's never gonna play dodgeball with me because that would be fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um yeah he does join you and he does play dodgeball and he can get beamed with a dodgeball without his head exploding it just sort of half deflates a little um and it never really it never really goes into that i think it's a good joke um i think it would have been funnier if he was like more fragile and there was a made a big deal out of him getting popped or something but i can see why they didn't go that direction because if they're gonna have him on your team it would have been really annoying if he was that fragile this is Um, a very minor spoiler if you care about like equipment you may get later in the game but you can get something that uh if you uh get down to one hit point you become incredibly powerful and I kind of was like, what if that was Balloony the whole time? He's yeah, the most he's fragile like a glass boy. cannon sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Gla- glass cannon is an option um, later. But I kind of wish that had been like him from they, the beginning. They, well, they released Balloony could join your team, I think, on day three. I kind of was like, what if Balloony was held back to like day seven and he's just the mm. most fragile boy with an arm of steel? And if he gets hit, he it's like a, it becomes a roguelike, and you just balloon. He's gone. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh shit! Uh, so uh, yeah, we we all stand balloony. Um, I, by the way, I, I do think this is a good game for kids. Yeah. I think it. I mean, not to play. It's actually quite difficult. We'll come to that when we talk about the dodgeball mechanics. It's it's a kind of a difficult game. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's easy modes that you can turn on that might make this more playable. I think Laura may have tried a little bit of that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's not easy mode. The difficulty meters go from. Zero to four hundred percent, and they're both set it for damage and for for damage you do and damage you take. They're set oh, at one hundred percent. That's interesting. So you can set it up so you deal four times as much damage as you would, or you can set it that you take like no, like you're basically invincible. So that's you cool. can completely change either way. So if you are nice. losing, if you are doing a lot of damage but losing on hit points, you can adjust, and if you are Playing with a kid, you can make them invincible. Like, there's lots of ways to adjust if you've depending That's on how you really think it's hard. That's really smart. That's really smart. I mean, I never really experimented with that stuff, but I'm glad it's there. Um, I think that just like the general like cartoon world nature of this though is great for kids. So if mm-hmm. you're the sort of person who like wants to play a game that your kid might enjoy watching you play, if they're the sort of kid that will tolerate that, this might might work really Assuming well. Assuming they can either read or you're comfortable. Uh, yeah, or yeah, well, of course you're going to yeah. narrate for them. Yeah. That's, or the, you, that's the or fun stuff. Or if you got stuff. like an older kid who gets frustrated by losing, you can just make them invincible. Yeah, a lot of totally. Play. Just saying, there's a I, lot I, of text. I, I, so if you're, if it's a kid who can't read, you, you're, and you're committing to reading, it's a lot. It's a lot of text. So <laughs> we're not saying this is Moby Dick, which yeah. is in a different game we played yeah, this right. year. Yeah, right. It's not Tux and Fanny, but it, I, I, you know, it's. It'd be, it's like a full cartoon, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I thought I'd particularly bring that up because Shane really wanted to be here tonight uh, for this one. He, he had a, a, a different obligation tonight when we had to record. An but, anniversary um, obligation. Yeah. Yes. Happy anniversary, Shane. Uh, but uh, his kid really liked this game and he sent me a recording of him talking uh, to his kid about, uh, about the game. And his kid was also a big uh, balloony stan so um, i think balloony appeals to one and all all ages what were the characters in the dodgeball game that we played balloony where you what were the other ones uh balloony i think one was called otto otto was the boy otto 
Do you remember the girl's name? Fina! Do we want to talk about any other characters before we move on to talking about the crunchy dodgeball, you know, uh, mechanics? Uh, I, for one, uh, was a pretty big fan of uh, the the third companion you pick up, or maybe fourth, I forget, uh, Suneko. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the tough girl, and she has a cool um, additional dodgeball mechanic. We'll talk about these a little bit later, where when instead of um, catching dodgeballs, she has a sort of offensive um, hitback mechanic that's super powerful, but pretty touchy to use, because you have to uh, hold uh, you have a, sort of a bat and you have to hold a button to like prepare your swing for a moment before you're able to return a, a, a serve. Um, so she's tricky to use, but really powerful. And I thought pretty cool. Um, but there's a lot of other really good characters too. Oh yeah. I mean, even the side characters, I am a big fan of the weird lunch lady who yes. uh, is just like, it's capitalism, she's very baby. Pro, um, she's very pro yeah. capitalism. <laughs> yeah. So, so like you're supposed to do a challenge around the world and she, like around the game, like do little challenges, get little tokens, and she, she's like, "Here's the challenge: capitalism. Yeah. Go get me money." Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I don't know if I necessarily have a, a an additional character that I want to talk about, but I just I thought it was so funny how much they like. Everything is dodgeball all the time. Like every problem is solved by dodgeball. Every like any there's a there's a ton of side quests in this game. And uh it could range from like I'm I've lost my glasses or hey, I dropped my wallet in this trash or whatever. Like, I talk to a water fountain and it, it says these kids suck. Yeah, but all of them are gonna end. <laughs> In a dodgeball match. And it just cracks me up every single time the way, like, you know, you, you have to go and uh, you have to get a, like, a, you have to get an item from one of the school teachers. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll give that to you, but I have to go to the bathroom. Um, will you watch my post for me while I go to the bathroom? And you're like, yeah, sure, of course. He goes, oh, just be aware. Sometimes kids come up here to challenge whoever's guard whoever's standing at this post so just be aware and he goes to the bathroom and then you have to you do like a series of four dodgeball matches against increasingly difficult groups and it's sort of a um a uh, endurance thing because you have one pool of hit points and you have to beat all of these guys and then he comes back from the bathroom and he's like how'd it go and you're like hey no problem over here and you get the item you know Everything is solved, resolved, or created by dodgeball. And of course it is, because that is the only thing that there is to do in this game is to play dodgeball. But I thought it was funny and a good effort to, like, they try to add variance into this game around the story and, like, what your characters are doing. But they never stray away from everything is going to be a dodgeball match all the time. And there are, Mm. and why it felt like Pokemon to me, too, is there are, like, random encounters where you're just walking around and a kid will run up to you and be like, you, I need to battle now, you know, and then you're yeah. And then there's like the infirmary, which is like the nurses station. You know, you would, when all your little, all your little crew is beat up or, or knocked unconscious because they got hit so hard by the dodgeballs. 
you go to the nurse's station and they heal you right up so you can go and do more random encounters with dodgeball. And uh, also just it was fun. super fun how all your posse like goes into your pocket until uh, <laughs> they're needed. They, yeah, you walk around as it's Otto. Yeah, you walk around as Otto, and then once you encounter somebody to talk to, it's like and everyone just spills out of you, but full sized, and most of the characters are bigger than Otto. Yeah. So um before we dig into the dodgeball mechanics, other stuff about the sort of general RPG-ness of it, um, uh, there's some weird stuff about this. It's it's uh, it's pretty unusual to play an RPG that is set so tightly within a single location. You know, this is literally just the dodgeball school, which is, you know, a couple of floors and a handful of rooms. It's grounds. And then some areas outside it, things like the parking lot and the woods out back, like not a whole lot else. Um that's good, but it's still pretty expansive. So like walking from the dorm all the way to the dodgeball classrooms is a pretty long hike. It's not like super long, but like we're talking about, you know, in the realm of like five minutes maybe to to walk the whole way. You can roll to go a little faster, uh, which can make that a little more fun and maybe a little faster. Right, I d- but. Why the rolling thing is so funny to me. There's so – they make so many goofy choices in this game and the rolling one is is really – emblematic of that yeah, instead of running instead you of basically running. turn into a dodgeball hey it's that kind of word but you also and- you go you go really fast and you have like an inertia behind you where you can't really take turns very well and like mm-hmm. in order to stop you have to like press jump or hit something so it's this really like loosey goosey you can get going really fast but you you're not really in control in the way that you would think you would be and so you end up just at least for me, like bouncing your way through the school campus all the time, just thumping into things, into other students, hitting stuff all the time. And I just – that decision is so funny to me because, you know, why not run or like there are literally bikes all over the campus. Why, you know, why isn't it like Pokemon – it's not like Pokemon where you no just – No bikes, only balls. Yeah, but yeah. there are bikes there. So it's not like and, they don't know what a bike is. And oh my god, the – like the extraness of the rolling. It's not just the inertia and the running into stuff. It's the the haptic feedback yeah. they put on the controller. And no, but so yeah. when you're rolling, you get this little thunk, 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 thunk with the controller. And then when you hit something, the whole thing shakes like you yeah. just had a concussion. And no one um, animation is extreme. No one else too. is rolling around either. There are no there one. are kids literally running all the time. There are people they've they've done all the <laughs> animations. There's They're like jogging. Yeah, there's like a track. Well, that's why you're the protagonist. Yeah, it's you, know, you, Mina. you truly become the bod dodger yeah. I, I mean you have a a friend in your crew who literally rolls as like one of her defense moves in the game yeah. and yet like there's no other minas running around i never rolling. saw anyone else roll and it's just so funny to me it, it's a great choice it's just one of a million choices that this game makes that i think are, are so funny and, and strange mm-hmm uh, Structure-wise, the game is set up in, of course, like uh, chapters or days. So, you know, you'll have each day has a kind of a story in and of itself. So, you know, like uh, you have a, a day where you have to, you know, school stuff. There's like a like a chapter where you have to like take care of a, 
of a quote unquote baby ball, for example, you know, the kind of like classic high school uh, uh, sitcom plot where you have uh, people who have to like pretend to, t- you know, take care of a, a potato or a bag of rice or something as a baby, as it was a baby all day, that kind of thing. Um, lots of that kind of stuff, little, little mini plots within each day. Um, but each day usually culminates in a round of the big tournament that's kind of building up to the end of the game. Um, and uh, each day usually involves a bunch of running around. So like, you know, you have to go to school, take a class. Then once you've learned a new mechanic for the day, it adds new mechanics constantly. We'll talk about the dodgeball mechanics. Then you get sent off on some new little quest for the day, which involves, you know, run over here to this side of the campus, run to the other side of the campus, run to the run to this side of the campus, and so on and so on. Um, if I have some complaints about the game, my my main ones are that sometimes those could start feeling a little bit like, God, I just ran back from the forest and you want me to run all the way there again, that kind of thing. Um, at least the 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 um, Nate was mentioning there's a lot of like little random encounters and at least they are one time like there'll be a person yeah. standing in a spot and you you know you will walk past them and they will battle you and once you've battled that person you're not going to do another battle in that location again until the next day so you can kind of clear the map which which is a mercy here but um it does at some points start feeling a little bit like wow there's a lot of text and wow there's a lot of running back and forth um, you know, punctuated by these fun dodgeball matches. And that was what I was enjoying the most. But like, I will say that the, the like RPG stuff started really fun and would be really fun at parts, but it, it did wear on me yeah. a little bit, especially towards the middle. Um, did you guys feel the same about that or did, did you have a better feel with it? Uh, I agree, but I also, um, you know, that's not usually my favorite thing in a game anyway, you know, so I'm probably biased in that, like, I, you know, the, the, the dodgeball was my favorite part of this game. It, it made me think of, uh, like a worst version of this game was that, uh, game with the MOBA in the middle of it that we did. We're all, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was like cutesy, but like not nearly as, uh, Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Um, you're thinking of, um, um, I've referenced it. I was going to say Blast City, but that's no. not it. It's oh, uh, Button, Button City. City. Button City. Yeah, Button City is yeah. like... A, Button City was okay. It's fine. It has... A, yeah, but this is definitely... This is a much like, better I would, version. I would definitely prefer yeah, this. Yeah, it's a much better... much better version of yeah, a similar kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but like like that game too, all I really ended up wanting to do is play the MOBA that's in the middle. And in this game too, like ultimately the dodgeball is why you're here. And unless you really get into these characters, like it's going to drag at times at least that's how it felt for me too yeah i think this is one of the few games i've been able to play like a normal person uh often we're playing (laughs) games in compressed time so i'm trying to you know get through it for a night or two um uh, with the exception of at the end um because I wanted to get further in the game faster, I did cheese the difficulty to get plot towards the end in case I, I, someone's got to check the game for weird, uh, for weird <laughs> stuff. And and this time that was me. Um, but before that, I think I was able to play this. You know, a day in real life is a day in the game. That's nice. Which is a real pleasure because yeah. often we're trying to do like two or three at once just because we're trying to get it in. Yeah. So I, I think when you have that, the only downside is I would forget like, oh, yeah, what button does – two or three days would pass in real life and I'd be like, I don't remember the catch button and there's no reminders. I had been playing Hades and Hades will always remind you what all the buttons do every single time you play it. Yeah. This game does not remind you. So if you 
take a few days, I would forget what things were, and I would look it up online and be like, "What is catch?" I had that problem a lot too. You know, let's talk about the let's talk about the dodgeball mechanics there because like that is that is probably I, I had that exact same problem, but it's mostly because it does layer a lot of complexity in. It starts very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it starts with basically an identical dodgeball system to if you've ever played a dodgeball video game, it's probably a lot like this. If you've played like super dodgeball on the NES or any of its various spinoffs and successors, I honestly, I can't think of any other dodgeball games that aren't related to the like, or super dodgeball. Don't even think about uh, another video game. If you've ever actually played real dodgeball, this game starts with the same components of real dodgeball. You are in each on one side, you know, you each have a side and there's balls and you can pick one up and you can either throw it or you can catch it. Uh, the only difference would be that uh, everyone has hit points and, you know, you have different strengths and, you know, you, the stronger you are, the more damage your dodgeball will do when it hits. Um, and that's catching isn't an out either. And catching, catching is, just, is just a vol. It's yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That, so unlike real dodgeball, like you can dodge a ball and it will fall to the ground uh, somewhere and you can pick it up and throw it back. But yeah, if you, if you can successfully catch a ball with perfect timing, um, rather than getting beamed by it, uh, then you, then it doesn't count as an out. Yeah. So you, you just you, absorb you, it. Um, you just have it now, which is actually right. Increasingly valuable because of the, the, um, back line element that, that happens, but we'll, we'll get to yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So it layers on additional stuff. I may not get this in quite the right order, but the first thing I believe it introduces is like your super move, which I think it calls the Baltimore moves. Um, Baltimore moves are, uh, like, Wait, sorry. Actually, I think that no. comes a little later. Charge, charge throw, charge throw first. Charge throw first. Yeah. yeah, charge charge throw. So you you know rather than just chucking the ball, you can hold down the the throw button and get a, a different effect. And every character has a different charge throw. Your main guy, you know, um, Mario, Mister Protagonist, uh, has a fireball, which is of course he does because he's a protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody else has something slightly different. So like uh, Balloony has like kind of a, a thing that moves weird in little spirals uh, and can do multiple hits if it hits multiple times as it sort of spins past somebody. Uh, Mina has electric balls. Um, other characters have other stuff that I'm not remembering. But like every character, including the enemies, have unique uh, charge throws, which is sort of the main thing that distinguishes them from each other. And also you can kind of like jump in the air and throw balls on people from the top and not, and like make some stupefy for a few seconds. I think you have that oh, from the yeah. beginning, yeah. but I like so. it's not I never spelled did that. out. I, I never really did that. I did it by accident. And then I was like, oh, this is way easier if not you can do it. Not every character can jump though. So um, if your character can, can jump, um, but other characters have other uh, like dodge type moves. So Otto can jump. Uh, Mina can roll. I forget what Balloon he can jump. Balloon, he can jump, and he he kind of floats a little. Floats. Yeah, he's a little floaty. He's like uh, yeah. Luigi, you know, in uh, huh. Mario. So that's too. when I use the stupefy because Balloon would like float in the air, and then I'd have him like throw a ball down and knock nice. someone out. I should have made more use of that. I, I did not do that very much. Um, and then it layers on a ton more mechanics. So the ultimate moves I mentioned earlier are like super moves. You have to build up a meter, um, which you can do by uh, by just sort of through regular play. I think it happens when you catch balls. Yeah. And um, then you eventually can – there's a button you can hold where if there is a ball on the other side, so if the enemy has at least one ball – 
you can hold, um, at least on the Xbox controller, Y to focus, which basically makes you sit still and burst into flames, and it increases your um, your your baltimate meter at a, at a very high clip. Uh, yeah, baltimate meter is a is a funny word, but um, it increases that at a higher clip. Uh, but it's you know it's risk reward because now you're just sitting there. And you can only do it when they have a ball. So, you know, you have to. So when there's actual risk, you can't just like hoard all the balls and yeah. sit there with them while you build up. your. Oh, ball. yeah. And like real dodgeball, if you hold on to a ball for too long, it will explode in your hands. Um, yes. So you have to you you can't just get all of them and hold them forever. Um, there's a, it, it's a pretty forgiving timer though. I never really had that as a problem. Yeah. I didn't have trouble with that much. It, they'll blink for a while and it's very clear that that's going to happen. So, yeah. um, and let's see there, the last thing, well, maybe what am I forgetting? It, it, it layers in some additional stuff, but some of its condition, some of it's like situational. So like Laura mentioned the thing where characters will go to a back line that kind of reminded me of, um, of like the Bomberman games where if a character gets out, then they kind of are still, even if they're out, if they're knocked out, they're like still in play kind of hanging out on the border uh, of the, of the match and can throw in balls from behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your characters get outed or like knocked out, then you can still actually throw balls to them and then they can throw balls at your opponents from behind, which can sometimes be used. It's a pretty big, I, I think like difficulty multiplier. Um, but I think it also, it's pretty interesting because it kind of balances dodgeball in, in a good way because a lot of these games are three versus three. And as you knock someone out, uh, you know, it does become three versus two on that like main line, but they just go behind you. And so now mm-hmm. if you're not catching the ball when they throw it at you, it's very likely that the other guy on uh, from that team is going to get it and now be able to throw it at you from behind. And they can do all of their normal charge moves and whatnot. So it can get kind of chaotic, especially when you have it where if you have knocked, if it's a, if you're playing against a team of three, when it's, when they're down to their last person, it is not easier because they're down to their last person. At least for me, it was a lot harder because you have way more, you're in the crossfire way more mm-hmm. and it's way more challenging to get that last guy out when in like a real dodgeball, you know, when it's like one person left and you have the whole team, it's just a massacre. Like it was actually a lot harder. I thought, and I thought that was interesting. It like uh, the, the thing that it was most surprising to me about this entire game was that the dodgeball was kind of hard. And yeah, and it gets really hard yeah. at times. There were there were some like later game uh, and some some levels or like uh, battles that weren't even like really plot critical stuff. Yeah, that sometimes I had a really hard time with. Yeah, um, a lot of the ones were for me were the like endurance where you have to win multiple rounds in a row. Yes, and they're coming in fresh, and you're all the HP that you lose is you know carrying over from match to match to match, and like. Yeah, that was another thing that surprised me about this. I, I played other um, other you know sports RPGs, but usually they don't have this mechanic of like having a certain amount of uh, HP that you have to conserve or replenish with healing items. Well, but you can't use the healing items during, during a during match. So it, right, I I, yeah. I I didn't. Other than the convenience of like not having to go all the way back to the infirmary, 
and a couple points where you're kind of like locked into an area, like they give you a lot of healing items that I basically never used because I would just go back to the infirmary, uh, you know, to heal. Yeah. yeah. I think it would have been perfectly fine to redo this so that your HP is replenished after every battle. Um, and if they still wanted some of these like uh, gauntlets where you have to fight several battles in a row, you could still do that. There's still way, you know, just don't leave the battle screen yeah. or something, bring in another team or something. But like, I, I found it pretty frustrating and a little annoying to have to either run back to heal or use a bunch of healing items. It was never like a lack of them. So like they give you a ton of healing items. It's just a little annoying to go into the menu constantly and be continually feed. And it doesn't even give you like a way to filter the items by what's a healing item and what isn't. So I was constantly going through the the item list and like feeding food items to my characters to like top off their HP by like 25 HP at a time. I was just like, this isn't fun. It's not really necessary. Yeah. And I would have kind of preferred that it just reset your HP before every battle. And if they really wanted to have like, you know, times where your HP didn't reset, you know, build some other way to do that. That's fine. It's just as is, it just sort of expects you to go into the menu and eat a bunch of snacks <laughs> every battle. It does feel fun to have like, you know, picture these like little children, just it's all junk food, just like, powering through also the allergies is cute that people like and dislike i I wanted to bring that up too although i will say the one of the items is still annoying but it's cute pizza with ketchup it's like but yeah i actually i thought that was um i i thought the the like and dislike thing was cool so besides healing items there are your standard rpg things that are like eat this drink this pineapple juice and you'll have plus one agility for the rest of the game you know a permanent increase to agility but then you'll see that there's a like of your party, two people don't like pineapple juice, so they just get the base level of the of whatever it is. But there'll be someone who loves pineapple juice, and if you give it to them, they get plus two agility. And I thought that was besides it being cute, you know, for like a cartoon. Uh, I also thought it was nice because you start every battle as auto but you can switch between different people but it to me if you were like really min maxing and really wanting you just super buff auto you know but <laughs> but yeah. but they like they build in an incentivize a way to incentivize you to use your uh, stat increase stuff for people other than auto in a way that is actually just cute and like world building and I thought and very natural and very yeah. natural. Yeah, that's true. And, it was, that was a really good mechanic. You're right. I, I, I still don't love the item mechanics, but it was well implemented. Yeah. For what it was. Well, it's all very simple. You have two item slots per character. They're not really going to like make or break anything, but they, they kind of help you on the margins. And so, uh, you know, I, it, it was fine. And I liked the part that I just talked about, but um, I also, I did like that this game was more challenging than you'd expect. I like you know, I like the game is so cute that if also the dodgeball was just easy end to end, I think that you would not like it as much, you know? Um, mm. And so you 
have to be strategic. Yeah. Like, I actually had to think about when I was swapping characters. I couldn't just play one until one died. I mean, I did. But later on, I couldn't just play until Otto passed out and then play Mina until she passed yeah. out. I actually had to think about, like, who I'm swapping and, like, oh – Balloonie's got to, th- you know, the heal thing. He can thing. heal, like, yeah. Like he, yeah, he's so got to be swapped Auto for a little while, and then swap into Auto and into Balloonie so he can heal Auto. That kind of thing. That that yeah. stuff worked well. Yeah. yeah, and and that that was another, you know, that was surprising to me again because this game was so light and goofy, and then you get into these dodgeball matches and you just get pummeled by these little just. Like children, like because you can, um, they some sometimes they can they can throw the dodgeball so fast, and there'll be up to five dodgeballs on the court at a single time, so they can get chaotic. And if they get all five on the enemy side, and they just wail them on you, you can get like chain locked into just getting smashed. You just get passed out. That they hit your dead body. Yeah, and I'm just like I just got smoked by like a tiny wolf girl. And I guess I'm going to retry, you know, because it just says defeated and your options are either retry or load from last save or quit to title screen. Um, and again, I was thinking of Pyre when I was like, oh, man, I would have it would have been awesome if I just got booted from the tournament and had to do like a whole other game where I, you know, mm-hmm. was like a spectator. But yeah. anyway, uh, it was now you have to go be a referee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I failed out of my fake dodgeball school. So uh, I'm glad that they put so much effort into making a actually interesting and pretty complicated and diverse dodgeball game. I do agree, Reagan, that there were times that where I was like, the challenge is becoming less fun and more annoying and how I have to like manage the fun. Um, but for the most part, I, I, it was just like certain fights that ended up with like a weird difficulty yeah. spike. I can remember yeah. one where, one of the guys that you're fighting has a ultimate move that just does like this, this massive wave of balls that I could just never get. Like it felt like I would get hit and it would just like lock me in a chain or a pattern. Yeah. I would just be completely unable to, and and then, Mm -hmm. then, you know, lost every time. And eventually I realized, okay, if this move is going off, first of all, attack that guy first. But if this move's going off, I need to, you know, get over here, swap over, over to Balloonie, let him eat all of them. Immediately let Balloonie, yeah, take <laughs> yeah. over. Um, but uh, it, it it is it is like weird because it, it doesn't. It's not super hard. Most of the battles are pretty easy. They're fun, but they're pretty easy. And then occasionally you get those weird little yeah. difficulty spikes, and that can be a little demoralizing until you get past them. And well, um, you know, and the game starts like you know. I think uh, I'm sure this was most people's experience that I I won most of the of the first like right. hour or so if not more of dodgeball matches um and i'm like i actually started thinking like oh man is this going to be one of those games where like it's all cute end to end and like mm-hmm. i never really had a challenge in it even though it's a it's a you know ostensibly like a sports game to a degree and for better or worse that was not the case it was actually challenging and i and i like that um difficulty meter the way that you uh what you were talking about laura the up to 400 percent. i think that's a cool way to handle it um because i could definitely see there's a everyone's gonna have their sweet spot on what are those meters and i think that's that's a it's an and interesting they're not way. one and done like yeah. the thing i liked about it was at the beginning of the game if you're like this is too easy you can up the difficulty mm-hmm. 
And then, like, when it gets too hard, you can put it back down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, or if you're playing with kids and they want to take the controller, you can be like, one second, you can, you can put them basically in like where they take almost no damage, hand the, you know, and the kid's still going to like feel powerful, mm-hmm. but not have the, you're not going to have a crying person. <laughs> I mean, I cried a little bit. Uh, yeah. I mean, we all did. Yeah. It's okay. So, one last thing on the gameplay being pretty complicated. I mean, after a while, when you've got all the mechanics, they start adding like elemental balls and weirdness with the setting that I won't spoil, like it, it, more party members. So, like, it still keeps layering up. I'll say that, like, towards the end, there's not new elements. It's mostly just mastering and actually having strategy. Yeah. Um, and you actually do really have to think for each game and pay attention mm-hmm. to powers. So um, I was surprised how long you're getting new abilities. And by like, really, this could have been like golf story where you're just getting better clubs, but you're still golfing at the end of the day. And this was, oh, no, dodgeball is extremely complicated when you go to school with dodgeballs as the only curriculum imagine a world where everything revolves around dodgeball yeah you're gonna get bored after a while and you're gonna start introducing you know flamethrower balls yeah there's magic Mm -hmm. yeah it made me think of like briefly i was thinking too of like games like tony hawk's underground where like it's a universe that I don't know if any of you guys did. In, did either of you play those games, the Tony Hawk Underground games? Mm, I, I only a little. I think the only Tony Hawk Underground game I played is the one on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> so I can't claim to have had like a particularly good experience. Yeah, I don't think that. Uh, I, I mean, I don't it know. Counts, but, but it's a little it's different. A, it's it's a it's all right. Uh, the Tony Hawk games on GBA, like they did, they did their best. They 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 made a good effort, yeah. but. Yeah, that's where I'm coming from with most of the. In fact, I never played any of the Tony Hawks except. Oh Hawks. man, that was well, huge part of my uh, teenage years was the Tony Hawk games and uh, uh, the Tony Hawk Underground games were the RPG games, and mm-hmm. uh, I loved them. And it was like, what if the entire world was set up? For people who skateboard, you know, like, like <laughs> yes. just everything is ramp, everything is grindable, everything is a ramp. Every where you go, every direction you might want to go, there is some smooth flat plane for you to be able to get to there on your skateboard. And that's how this game felt to me, but with dodgeball. Like, what if there was a world where everything had been started at dodgeball and ended at dodgeball? Uh I like it. I'd love to see, you know, more games create worlds around weird little it's sports. It's just like the real world, only instead of capitalism, it's dodgeball. Well, this game has both. The, ca- yeah. the, the capitalist <laughs> lunch lady. So I will confess here that I did not finish this game. This is on the longer side for the games that we play. I'd say that 10 hours is probably a minimum with this one. And I spent about eight with it. Uh, and I think I was pretty close to the end, but I'm not even that sure. So um, I do think this is a, a totally a game worth playing, especially like Laura was saying earlier that this game is sort of like structured in these like days that each kind of feels like a little self-contained thing. So it, it, it does respect your time in the ways that we hope for with this sort of thing. Um, 
And uh, so I definitely recommend checking this game out. Uh, I don't think this is just a good Game Pass game. This is a good game regardless. If you have a Switch and you're not doing the like Xbox thing or whatever, this is a great game. It'd probably be great on Switch. I really yeah. think this would be a good, good Switch experience. Um, and I would absolutely recommend this to anybody who likes the sports game type of thing. I, the, I I forgot to mention it earlier, but like the other game that this really, really reminded me of, and I, I'll just put in a brief plug for, is the Captain Subasa game that came out last year. I think I made that a What's Making Me Happy This Week thing, like like la- sometime last year. Do you guys remember that? It doesn't matter. It's, a, it's another anime sports. <laughs> it doesn't have quite as much of the RPG stuff. It's literally just like sports with anime cutscenes in between but like it's also great if you want the sort of like over the top uh like you know play a season of a show in an anime kind of thing um but that's it's a really fun uh thing to do like the the there's a reason that people like uh sports anime or or sports manga even if they're not sports people or even if they're not into that particular sport and it's because it's just a really fun conceit it's a really fun way to like mash characters together right um and that's what this game does really well it takes some really jokey silly characters and it mashes them together on dodgeball fields and it's it's really cute and fun yeah i had a lot of fun with it well sports games too especially ones like this allow you to have like brutal rivalries and stuff but it's not like combat you know, like right. you mm-hmm. at the end of the day, everyone walks away from the dodgeball field and maybe they're mad, but they're not dead. It's yeah, fine. they actually there's a one of your main, you know, rivals in this game. They're like, you know, I'm going to destroy you. Da, da, da. And they're like, we'll see you after the game at the at the, you know, the shop or whatever. And they're like, you're friends like, yeah, we're best friends. Well, we hate each other when we play dodgeball. But after dodgeball, we're best friends, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I, I really w- – there's a few things we, you know, we've mentioned throughout that make this game not, like, perfect. But, I mean, w- you know, rarely do we have a, a, a flawless game. So I, I really enjoyed this game. I like sports games generally, um, and I thought I was impressed by the degree of uh, complexity and and thought that went into the dodgeball game. And then the rest of it's cute and silly and – you know, you can your mileage may vary on how much you enjoy it, but you can just spam B if you don't really enjoy it that much to get through it and get to more dodgeball. Uh, so I check it out, and like Reagan said, Game Pass or otherwise, like I think it's worth your time. I think you'll enjoy it. Give it a shot. Uh, it's it's a fun game. Mm-hmm. All right, and that is Dodgeball Academia. Just to recap, it is on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, the Xbox Series series. Uh, Nintendo Switch and Windows, and it is on Game Pass as well if you are on that platform. So, um, yeah, definitely thumbs up. And we've got a little bit of time here at the end, so let's do another one of our classic segments. <laughs> what's making us happy this week? Laura, what's making you happy this week? Well, this week I got a notification from the library that a cookbook I'd put on hold a while back is in. Uh, I do this because I... Uh, see a cookbook on the internet and I try a recipe from it and I find it horribly complicated. I don't want to try the rest of the book. So I've, I've decided to be very cautious now. I borrow a cookbook from the library, try one or two recipes, see if it's a hit. This time I checked out the book Snacking Cakes 
because everyone on the internet was really into this book. Snacking Um, cakes. Yes, simple treats for anytime cravings. And what makes Mm. this book good? Who's bringing the snacking cakes? Uh, I am because so here's the thing that makes this cookbook great. It is baking for lazy people. The promise of this book is everything is one bowl and it goes in an eight by eight inch cake pan. It's a true every single cake. recipe in the book. Yeah. And um, also the idea that they're going to be, you know, very quick, like put everything in a bowl, put in the oven. They even say in the intro for like the method that um, there is a time and place for creaming butter and sugar until it's light and fluffy, adding eggs one at a time. But folks, this isn't it. These cakes do not require any creaming or electric equipment. You just need to make sure the batter's mixed. <laughs> I'm like, yes, All right. power to the people. This is my kind of baking. I've tried the really fussy stuff. I've tried in really elaborate methods. Sometimes you just want to have said you made something and make what you want when you want it. And you don't want to completely destroy your kitchen, go out and buy a bunch of extra ingredients. So on the, if you're actually a baker, the fun stuff about this is oh. almost all the cakes have like yogurt or buttermilk or oil in them. So like there's other fats and then they go, they come together real fast. I made the um, uh, jam cake last night as a test, which the only thing I had to do was buy some sour cream. And I had every other ingredient on hand, including sounds, blueberry jam. Sounds sticky. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It just makes really pretty swirl little Ooh. cake. Now, and it was fluffy as heck. Laura's holding up pictures, and I'll tell you what, it's a damn fine-looking snacking cake you got there, Laura. It, <laughs> it is. And um, there's, you know, cakes of all kinds. Cake, um, cakes of all kinds? I, I'm probably going to make like a – let's see. The ones I had uh, my husband mark that he wants me to, to make include a lemony olive oil cake. That sounds great. A double apple cake. That sounds great. Double apple. And a, a corn One cake One apple is just not enough. Ooh, and I love, uh, love corn-based yeah. stuff like cornbread, real American. Yeah, and and that's not even counting like the whole chapter on like stuff you can put in chocolate cakes, <laughs> um, <laughs> like including hazelnuts, which we happen to have a big bag of. It's like, yeah, let's make a hazelnut chocolate cake with Nutella in the middle, like, and and let's let's do it in about three minutes of stirring because yeah. I'm very lazy. All right, short con 2022. Laura's bringing the cakes. I'm, bra- I'm making the snacking cakes. Snacking cakes. I mean, uh, Laura, I've already added this to cart on Amazon. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like this is the opposite of the cakes you make on Great Britain, British Baking yeah. Show. The goal is like uh, those are- you want a cake, and then like an hour later you should have a cake. We're used like, to our uh, we're used to more like gorging cakes. These are uh, <laughs> these are your snacking cakes. Yeah, they're like. But I, this person was definitely like, let's bring the low effort, like, let's get the people the cakes they deserve yeah. as soon as possible with as little effort. And, um, like, I love a a thing that's, like, all the equipment you need. And the first one's, like, an oven. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's it's very easy. Um, thank you for, like, making me actually bake. Last night I went, I got a food for dinner. And as I was in the oven, I like made a cake and then I was sitting around waiting for dinner to finish cooking. And I was like, I've never made a baking thing that was done before, before dinner. Yeah. Before dinner. That's awesome. I'm <laughs> and I convinced. just sat there and was like, what's happening? Yeah. 
Okay, I have I have a what's making me happy that is in a similar vein, but way shittier. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, you've got me sold. <laughs> Can't right, wait so, to hear um, it. Wow. <laughs> and I'll I'll make this quick. So uh the uh my mother in law is a wonderful lady and she volunteers for a church uh thing where they do like a, a food pantry. And one of the weird things about that is that they just continually have like extra stuff that I guess she just brings home with her in bulk. Um, so like, you know, weird stuff like here's uh here's a six pound bag of oatmeal, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we, and every time she visits, uh, she brings us stuff and, you know, uh, sometimes it's great. And other times it's like completely unusable, like, like, you know, totally like way too much of a thing that you'd never actually be able to use. Like, like, uh, like, uh, six pound blocks of cream cheese. That's like, okay. Cream cheese, but someone clearly froze it and rethought it. That kind of thing where you're like, how do, what do I have to do to six pounds of cream cheese to like refresh it? That, anyway, that, that I'm, I'm complaining now, yeah. which is ridiculous. What I'm about to say is that, um, the last time that she visited, uh, one of the things she brought us was a, uh, like a, like a giant sealed store pack of, I'm going to show you these, um, Mr. Goodbar, uh, giant size. <laughs> oh, I love those though. And this is just the wrapper. So I'm holding it. Oh, up, it's but just like, it's a big, there is a, can- I, you said it's just the wrapper. I'm like, there is a candy bar inside there, right? Oh, well, hang on, hang on. Here's the point. Um, all right. Reagan has oh, taken no. off his headphones. He's going into his little cabinet here. He's back. He's got another Mr. Good bar. I'm down to my last one. How, here how many? Oh. I, I, I think these were, I think these were, um, uh, cast offs because they're all kind of cracked in, you know, in, in, uh, unsellable ways, but that doesn't m- matter to me. In fact, it's better. Cause then I can convince myself that I'm not going to eat just one square. Cause they don't break easily into squares. They're in weird triangles. Right. So, um, I think there were like 12 of these and I'm on, I'm down to one. <laughs> we had this whole, we had this whole, um, it was a problem when we, when they first showed up, I put, we put them into the cat, into the, the pantry and I ended up eating – they're big. And I ended up eating like three in four days or something like that. Like an it's absurd amount of, of these chocolate. And Mr. Goodbar is not my favorite chocolate candy It's one in of the my world, favorites. I like a Mr. Goodbar. It's a good Goodbar, one, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a good one. Um, it's a good bar. And it is. It's a good mm. bar. And so when, when, we, when I'd eaten too many of them all at once and, in fact, made myself sick one day, I told my <laughs> wife, like, you need to hide these from me, please. And, um, and so very kindly, she took them out of the pantry and she hid them somewhere in the house. And then that meant that for, I think it was three, two weeks, I was hunting. <laughs> Reagan, you and are a child. Every now and then, <laughs> I was, I was really, I was, I was on the lookout and, um, and every now and then, uh, a new Mr. Goodbar would show up on my desk. Uh, <laughs> like on, a treat. You know, like a treat, you know. I guess I did something right. I will never. And, and one of these every time, every once in a while, we get a little peek into the life of Reagan and his wife, and I, I don't know what to do with this information. But this is just a little bit more that tells mm-hmm. the story of of of, mm-hmm. of the of the of Reagan's family life. 
<laughs> so the uh, the 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 short version is um, a few weeks ago. Well, let me see. Two, I actually don't know the timeline on this. It's all blended together. What is time? A good uh, Mr. Goodbar point, Hayes has mm-hmm. <laughs> descended across I, I, the fog I of found war. Them, I found them in the I found them in the hallway closet up behind the coats, and I was like, <laughs> oh, finally the stash is mine. But then I realized, you know, I can't do this. Last time I ate too many Mr. Good bars and I made myself sick. So I texted my wife and I told her, Hey, I found the Mr. Good bars. You need to hide them again. And so she did. She hid them again in a different place in the house. Um, I, I found them again and we were down to uh, three Mr. Good bars. Uh, I don't know over the weekend. And this time I decided I'm not going to tell her. And so I've just been, I've decided I'm just going through. I'm down to my last one here. Last Mr. Goodbar. Last, and a giant size, just to be clear. Uh, listeners, you cannot see this, but this is a easily like a foot long Mr. Goodbar. It's a big, big. it's a big Mr. Goodbar. It's, it's very it's Mr. It's Mr. It's big more bar. more than a person should eat. How many Mr. Goodbars do we need for the next, for the short con? Can you make no, a snacking know. cake out of some Mr. Goodbars? I could probably make a Mr. Goodbar yeah. flavored snacking yeah. cake. Uh, well, Reagan, this is go. the best story you've ever told. Uh, one time I was at a farmer's market and they were closing up shop and I bought 10 pounds of bananas for $2. I felt like <laughs> I, I couldn't. They were like, do you want 10 pounds of bananas? I said, no, I don't want 10 pounds of bananas. They said $2. And then. You got yourself a. <laughs> it's just like me buying yeah. Infinite Jest because it was yeah. on sale for a dollar. Yeah, you've got and yourself. And I was like, a, all I've done is buy. I, I was like, what all I've done do is buy a book I'm not going to read. <laughs> I had so many bananas. Ten pounds of bananas is a lot of bananas. What does ten pounds of bananas look like? It was a big out. It was a big old box. It was like a. It was a big old crate. You know that I then had to. I feel like he didn't want to carry it to their truck or something and was just like, oh my God. So I bought 10 pounds of bananas for $2 and it's still a great deal. Uh, I think I ate, I ate more bananas in that like two days that they're good, you know, that I was like giving bananas to anyone like, hey, thanks for hanging out. Here's here's a couple bananas for the road, you know. Here's your pound of yeah. bananas. Hey, you want five or seven bananas? I've got a, I've got a stash I'm trying to move. Um, well, my kids eat so many bananas, yeah, man. Now I, like now, I was like 20 when I bought 10 pounds of bananas. So I had, you know, it was... <laughs> I would probably buy 10 pounds of bananas yeah. now. Like we, we go through bananas like nothing. Yeah. I mean, we just have two adults in my household and my husband is incredibly paranoid that bananas are going to go like slightly bad at any point of time. In which case I'm like, we can make banana bread. <laughs> like that's what we do. Yeah. When we get like three to six frozen bananas, like we put them in the freezer and then I eventually make banana bread. Like we've never... Wait had till a you get 10 this, pounds but he's <laughs> terrified of buying more than three or four bananas at a time. And then they're gone in two days because we each eat two bananas. And then he's like, where did the bananas go? Like I was like, buy more than four. Well, your husband works with monkeys too, right? So maybe there's some sort of, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, maybe there's, some <laughs> there's something there. going on here. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like a combination of banana panic and banana scarcity. Yeah. I don't know how he's, to solve for either problem. I well, I think ten pounds of bananas for two dollars might be the. Uh, I think we would be set. Except, can you imagine the terror? He'd be like, "They're all." They're, oh back. my god! It's a nightmare. 
It's his nightmare. Yeah. It's his worst. We have a tiny freezer too. So it's he'd just be like, yeah. they don't fit. Dear God. Dear God. Nate, what's making you happy this week? Yeah, Nate, please well, rescue us from this madness. I, I, the, this conversation. Um, I'll go. I'll be quick. So uh, part of the reason I wasn't on the on the show um, a couple weeks ago is I did something I've never done before. I went skiing. And it was Ooh. it was a ton of fun. I have never done it before. I've never done anything even really like it that much. Uh, any sort of winter sport. Where did you go? Copper Mountain in uh, outside, at like about an hour and a half from Denver. Nice. Um, and it was a four. I, I really committed. Uh, it was a four day skiing trip. You know, four was four days at Copper Mountain, and uh, I proceeded to fall down a mountain for. I'll say three days straight. Uh, yeah. You know, I did by the end. I managed to do a full green without falling, which felt like an accomplishment because on day two, I couldn't go more than and day two. I could not go more than like 15 feet without falling. Um, and I uh, was deeply bruised in many places, <laughs> uh, but it was, it was a beautiful time and it was good to get out and do something like that. You know, I've been relatively inside for you know a little while now and doing something completely out of my comfort zone like that was was a ton of fun and i hope to uh to do it again sometime that'll it'll probably be a while but uh yeah it was a ton of fun i i i I went skiing a couple of times when i was uh yeah living in colorado and and yeah it's definitely like not something that i think i'm gonna like incorporate into my you know yearly calendar or anything. I haven't gone back since moving out of Colorado, but it was really fun. It was really yeah. surprisingly fun. So yeah. I'm- May we just take a moment to say like, I sent cakes or I could said eating like 18 pounds of Mr. Good bars. And mm. it's like, I enjoyed athletic. pursuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the first time in like, you know, a decade. So, uh, uh, most of the time here, do you want me to, you want me to take gra- the credit? Do you want me to grab the five pound bag of Smarties I bought on Amazon? Like a week or two. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, if it's, it's making you it's, happy. Like right, I almost pivoted to the giant bag of Smarties that I bought based off of where this conversation was going. So <laughs> nice. Uh, well, listeners, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Short Game. Uh, you can find our show on the internet at www.theshortgame.net, where you'll find all the ways to contact us. Our contact form. You'll find links to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/theshortgame. Uh, other stuff on our website as well. Of course, you can also, uh, patrons, uh, get immediate access to our Discord, which is where we talk about the show. You can talk to us about the large volumes of food products that you've purchased recently. We always love to talk about food. Love a bulk purchase. Yeah, mm-hmm. love a love a large purchase of bananas. Um, and, uh, of course, if you back at the $5 level, even if just for a month, which is totally fine, I will send you stickers with the beautiful short game logo on them and you can put them on whatever you want including your box of bananas uh and let's see you can find our uh our show on twitter at underscore short game or you can find me on twitter at reagan k that's r-a-y-g-a-n-k laura where can people find you you can find me on twitter at laura j nash and nate where can people find you on twitter at nate stl and thank you once again for joining us on this episode of the short game